Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror, one episode at a time. My name's Jackie. And I'm Erica. And this is Close Encounters Month. You like that title? I do. I like that. Usually I come up with them, but yeah. you did good. I came with. I came up with it on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> so this is episode five of season two of Horror Cafe. And today we are talking all about the 1982 John Carpenter classic, The Thing. What do you got? What do you got in that cup today? Let's see what boring thing you've got going on today. Actually, I'm pretty boring today too. But uh, yeah, you are kind of boring. But I have Lavaza Intenso with a splash of white chocolate mocha oh. and cream. Oh, so, excuse me. Uh-huh, so much for boring. It's about damn time. <laughs> so I have this thing now where I have my. My normal coffee, like the one that I drink. You mean the usual boring everyday coffee? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like a medium roast of whatever brand. This this time I have um, Javalia. Javalia. Right? By the so, way, did you like it? I did. Okay. So that one's like my going to work coffee. Mm-hmm. Right? But on my days off, I like to drink something a little different. Mm-hmm. Don't ask why. I can get <laughs> I, it. I like it. Yeah. So I have another little container and, you know, I have it with different flavors. And this time I have actually from the Target brand, the Good and Gather brand. Mm-hmm. It's a double chocolate coffee. So that's oh. what I'm drinking. And I, you know, of course, add my little splash of the vanilla syrup mm-hmm. and, you know, my Splenda and whipped cream. You know, And half and half, of course. I gotta say, that sounds like it would be good for, like, a frap. Yeah, probably. <laughs> now that you like making fraps. <laughs> I do, I do. Anyway. So that's what we're drinking. All right, so um, since you reenact the plot, <laughs> go for it. In remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting a sled dog. It's cute, by the way. It is. When they take in the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the bees can assume the shape of its victims. A resourceful helicopter pilot and the camp doctor lead the camp crew in a desperate, gory battle against the vicious creature before it picks them all off one by one. All right, so before we begin storytelling, I have to say there might be some unusual sounds in the background because my husband and I have... No, because we're in a haunted house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have adopted a six-year-old beagle, and his name is Archie, and um, he's getting used to being at home, so he has some separation anxiety here and there, and he might you might hear him panting, scratching, shaking his head, whatever, but he's adorable. He is. Maybe we should post him. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's post him. All right. I haven't watched this movie in... Well, I think I've only seen it in full mm-hmm. one time. Maybe pieces here and there if it's been on TV or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't seen it in years. I remember when I first watched it, I really liked it. It was something different. And I'm... You know, I've said it many times and you know this. I'm not into creature features or... Aliens are okay because sometimes... I mean, that's the whole point of this... This month. month it's yeah. the whole alien theme but sometimes aliens can be a little blah mm-hmm. for me too because it's kind of like vampires it's overdone it's not very fresh but this i thought was actually pretty fresh it's mm-hmm. very different um and i remember the whole thing with this movie is paranoia 
right? Yeah. And claustrophobia because I mean you're you're stuck there, which we'll we'll talk about it as we go on and just the tension and I know this movie is famous for visual effects. Mm-hmm. I mean famous. And you know, you have to put yourself in that time the effects were awesome. They they can look they look a little fake now, but I mean for then like everything. You I always put my mindset then and it's amazing, it's innovative. And it's Kurt Russell, <laughs> the original Disney guy, Mickey Mouse Club. Hello. <laughs> what about you? Well, you know, it, it had been a very long, long, long. I don't even remember when I last saw this movie. So right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go way back. So once upon a time, there was no such thing as streaming service. Okay, Right. The I've next, lived through that. Uh, you Yes, you did. But even further from that, the next best thing to streaming service was finding out when a movie was going to be aired on TV and you'd set your VCR mm. to record on a VHS VHS. <laughs> so for a long, long ass time, your dad and I would record movies that way. Nice. Because honestly, VHS movies were very expensive to get. And now they're like, what, 50 cents at Goodwill? <laughs> if that. If that. Yeah. Um, so we would we would watch our movies that way. Cool. And th- we had our little collection of movies all on one tape. And The Thing was one of them. Oh, cool. And we watched that movie over and over and over again. My dad even watched it with us. He loved this movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. So your grandpa actually even participated in watching this movie back then. So that's like my memory of it. That's pretty cool. And it was good to watch it again. I still think it's an amazing movie. I love it. I think it's great. Um, Yeah, the effects, could, I guess, could be cheesy. But... I don't know. I don't see. I don't feel like I noticed it that much. Cheesy is not, I guess, the word because, I mean, there's nothing like, oh, it looks stupid or cartoonish. Or old. Let's say outdated. It just looks out. Right. Because, I mean, things have come such a long way. But for back then, I mean, it's kind of like The Exorcist, even Mm -hmm. though that's all makeup, really. And it still looks great. Yeah. But some of it looked a little, like you could tell, all right, that's like pretty fake. Yeah, it's very, pla- there you go. I think that's like what. the latexy kind of look right. to some of the things. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, all right. But for 1982, <laughs> epic. All right, let's head into movie facts. All righty. Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave it 85. That's pretty awesome. And the audience, 92. And as you already mentioned, this is directed by John Carpenter. I had no idea until we watched it. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know, or maybe I just didn't remember, but that was pretty cool. And when you watch it, it's funny when you, you know, when you watch a lot of movies from the same directors, they all have a style, Mm -hmm. clearly. I mean, that's the point. Mm -hmm. But you can see, especially because we... I mean, we're recording all of this ahead of time. Right. We recently watched Halloween. Right. And you can see the style. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious, yeah, his it. style. Yep. It's it's still kind of the same even here. So the filming lasted roughly 12 weeks, beginning in August of 1981, and took place on refrigerated sets in L.A., as well as, is it Genu? Gen, I can ne- I never Juno, remember. Juno, it's Juno. Juno, Alaska, and Stewart, British Columbia. Those were the exterior shots right. were Alaska and Canada. So when the movie came out, it actually flopped. What? And they think it's because E.T. had come out two weeks prior. So people are watching this cute alien 
And then they went to, like, this brutal alien. And I think what made this movie, like, some movies have this where it flops at the theater, but it's when it comes out on video, Mm -hmm. DVD, streaming is what revives the movie. Mm -hmm. So that's what revived the movie. Oh, man. I actually remember seeing this in the movies. That must have been cool. It was. Some movies deserve to be watched at the theater. Yep. (laughs) Not all of them, but there's some, I mean, most, not all, because some horror movies are, like, ugh. I could do without that at the mm-hmm. theater. But some are like, oh, wow, this is amazing Epic. at yeah. the theater. Mm-hmm. The So, all right. If you remember Halloween, John Carpenter made the music. Right. I remember we, talk, we talked about right? that. But for this movie, it was the famous Enin, Ennio. Ennio Maricone, who is... The composer to all those spaghetti westerns with Clint Eastwood, like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, mm-hmm. that famous, you know, western mm-hmm. music. So I thought that was really cool when I saw his name come out. This movie does have its own theme, oh, it sure which does. we'll obviously talk about throughout or later, but it still had a John Carpenter sound. Yeah, it does. Because when you You're really right. listen to it, it has a Halloweenish sound. Mm-hmm. Like the base of it kind of yes. sounded like Halloween. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I know do. we're already talking about the music, but anyway. Yeah, we, well, yeah. Because <laughs> we always go off on tangents mm-hmm. at Horror Cafe. Yeah. The U.S. and Norwegian camps were the same on the set. Oh, I did read that somewhere. Not just here, but I read it because I was looking something else up. Mm-hmm. Like, figuring out who the characters were, because oh, yeah. there are so many characters we'll in We'll get this movie. there, yeah. Um, that I, And then I found this, and I started reading it. And then I see that you had it here, so I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay, So sorry. basically, they filmed, you know, the movie with the camp intact, and when they blew it up at the end, that became the Norwegian camp. Which you see at the beginning of the movie, pretty right. much. Right, so obviously they filmed it in backwards. Reverse. yeah. Yeah. Which happens a lot, apparently, or just, mm-hmm. they film movies out of order, which I've always found strange. Yeah. Like, how do you follow the story or the character yeah, if you're filming it out either. of order? Yeah. But, oh, well. So there was an alternate ending filmed because of the, ambi- you know, the ending is ambiguous. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know, you don't know. It's right. up to you to figure out what you think is mm-hmm. going to happen. But they weren't sure if that, you know, ambiguous ending would make it with test audience, because as usual, most people don't like yeah. Unhappy, you know, in general, I think people do like a ending. Everything can be wrapped up in a tiny <laughs> right. little bow. And I'm one of those. Sometimes I do like it, sometimes I don't. It depends on the movie I itself. think it was perfect for this one. I would not want a happy ending to this because... I agree. It just doesn't work. <clears throat> but the ending is that Mac does get rescued. He gets, you know, the blood test to make sure he's not the thing. And he passes, so obviously it's a happily ever after mm-hmm. for him. But I do like the ambiguous ending. I do too. As well. So, uh... Contrary to popular belief, at least between you and I, and I guess other people have thought it too, this is not a remake Oh, from the 1951 version, which is called The Thing from Another World, but it does share the same novella, which is by John W. Campbell Jr. It's called Who Goes There from 1938, hmm. but it's not a remake of it's the original. It's not a remake. Okay. Right. It was remade in 2011. 11, yeah. I don't think I, I would watch it just to see, because I think now it's women. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. And it was made into a video game, which I never did play. And now it's, I think, too old to even look it up. But who knows? Maybe I'll look it up. The original director for this movie, 
was actually Toby Hooper, who was oh. the director of Texas Chainsaw. But wow. then they, I believe the producer and him didn't see eye to eye, so then they went mm. with John Carpenter. I'm I'm kind of happy that they did. I think that Carpenter's vision or style is more in tune with the feel of this movie. Yeah, I think it, even though, what, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, I don't remember if that, if Toby Hooper did anything else, this is that his was more raw. And gritty. Gritty versus this, it didn't deserve it. It needed that, like, clean mm -hmm. space look without mm -hmm. being in space. Right. Yeah. Kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, so the original budget was $10 million, which is a lot for the 80s. Yeah. And the budget for the special effects was $200,000. <laughs> so the special effects ended up costing $1.5 <laughs> instead of the $200,000. And the total budget was $15 million. So they went from $10 million to $15 million to produce this. Yeah. I did forget to look up how much it grossed, but I hope it went I'm over sure that. I'm sure it made up quite a bit of money. I hope so. Yeah. All right. And now we can get into movie observations. Yeah. All right, so there are a lot of characters in this movie. I think it's like 14. It no, is, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. They're just, all men. Yeah, it's it's an all-male base. Camp. Yeah, and some of them look the same. <laughs> so I'm like, or you just what? Yeah, so let I'm going to go over who they are, and hopefully we'll get this right throughout because there's too many. Yeah. And then I've got a really cheesy joke at the end of the characters. Oh, boy. All right, go okay. for it. I'm waiting. So there's McReady, who is played by Kurt Russell. And he's also referred to as Mac mm -hmm. uh, in the movie. There's yeah. Childs. Childs there's... is the guy... At the end. No, I, I know. But to make it easier, he used to make those, uh, I think those army commercials. Like, I think that's him. Is that him? Yeah. So oh, that's how I kind of okay. relate okay. with him. All right. <laughs> there's Dr. Blair and Dr. Copper. Mm-hmm. So they are both doctors. Yeah. There's one guy called Nulls. Mm-hmm. He's on roller skates throughout the I think things. he's the cook. Is he? Yes, he's the cook. Because he was in the kitchen at the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. There's Clark. Oh, he's the dog guy, right? The guy who looks after the dogs, maybe? I think so. Palmer. I don't remember. Who the hell is that? He's the one who was smoking <laughs> pot at one he was? point at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, I call him, like, the the rebel guy. Okay. Because he has, like, the vest with yeah. the patches. Yeah. Kind of like a biker but dude, but I, I don't but know not... what his... Wasn't he also a pilot? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and McReady is, there, is a pilot. You mean Mac? I yeah, just call okay, him Mac. Mac. That's fine. confusing. Okay. Then there's Vance. He, Who, his, I don't remember Vance. His Who the character hell is, that? is not super developed, uh, and he's the geologist in the team. Okay, and he must have died early. Uh, he's the one that got the um, what do you call that? Oh, thing? the CPR thing. Yes, okay. that guy, Bennings. He plays the most famous scene. I think one of the most famous scenes in this in this movie in the thing, the head thing. No, that's actually Vance. He's the guy who's outside oh, yeah. in the snow and you see his arms just expand and they're that claw. He's anyway, when we okay. get there. Sure. Um, there's Gary, who is the guy who's in charge of them. Oh yeah. Okay. For a very short time. Yeah. There's Fuchs and uh -huh. then there's Windows. Windows is like their radio they're, guy. Their radio guy. I don't remember who Fuchs is. He doesn't I I whatever. <laughs> Here is my cheesy joke. Oh boy. Uh -huh. Here is one of the first times that a Mac and a Windows were in a movie together. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you went there. I did. 
I went there. I gotta give you props, though. That's a pretty interesting <laughs> catch and creative. I noticed it when I was typing out the characters, <laughs> and I'm like, Mac? Windows? Wait. <laughs> and of course, this is everybody's last name, so we don't know anybody's first name. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> exactly. Because apparently when guys hang out, they call each other by their last names. But I think they're military, so that Is might that be why. Thing? I don't know. I, I think know they're in military. I just think it's funny. But I think they are sort of military at this. I don't know. It's not really explained. I know they're research people, but then like the the helicopter looked like it had a an army sig uh, signal um, insignia. Sure, on it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, like their logo. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know what the right word is. I think it would be an emblem. Emblem, whatever. Okay. It looked like it was on the helicopter, so I think they're a mix of military. Well, yeah, the guy, the Gary guy was dressed like in a military thing. Oh, yeah, he was. So he there, was. I think they're a mix of they're it. Like scientists, research, doctors, and okay. All right. So the point is, there's a lot of people. We're probably going to screw this up, but we're trying our best. Yeah. It's really hard to keep their name straight and who yeah. goes first and all that. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, of course, the movie starts with a spaceship barreling through space and crashing into Earth, and then it cuts to Antarctica 1982. Right, we don't know when that spaceship arrived. I'm going to say presumably this was... Years, and I'm talking about thousands. Hundred thousand years or so. Because they kind of, they mention it later. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, you don't get a view of the Earth with... Cities, because it's all crowds, right. so you don't... But the presumption is that this was way back. Yeah. They show this helicopter chasing and shooting at a dog. Mm-hmm. It's a sled dog, husky, it's beautiful, and you're like, why are you shooting at this thing? And they're a horrible shot. Yeah, they are really I bad. I mean, really bad, because they just miss. I think they did get it at some point, because I saw the dog... When they showed it at inside, it had like a gunshot wound, mm-hmm. but it probably just didn't affect it because it's obviously not a dog. Right. But, they, you know, they end up not getting the dog. They land at the American camp mm-hmm. and they end up like blowing themselves up because <laughs> I don't know. They they try to throw a grenade, but then it landed next to them in their helicopter, and the idiots, like, tried to cover it. I know. I didn't get that. Why not run? Exactly. He throws a grenade, then he goes over to it, digs a hole for it, covers it up, and then he blows up. Right. Like, what the hell is that? that what is insane. that going to do? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And all the Americans are like, okay, what's yeah. going on? You know, why are they obsessed with shooting the dog? Right. And they accept the dog in their camp. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they leave it all as, oh, this is cabin fever. They've gone nuts. Mm-hmm. They do decide to go explore this Norwegian camp, which I guess it's, you know, a few miles away. But they're, <laughs> but it's a dangerous thing because it's snowing. There's a storm. But Mac who is the, I call him the actual leader, because obviously he's like the alpha male there, not Mm -hmm. even their actual leader is a leader. Right. (laughs) Right? So he goes with one of the doctors. Oh, um. Hold on. I think it, is it Copper? There's Archie. Yeah, I can hear him. (laughs) Shaking. Yes, it's Mac and Dr. Copper. So the two doctors that are here. (laughs) That's Archie. It's. One of them, I think, is a scientist doctor, and the other one, I think, is a medical doctor. So, a research Maybe? doctor. Yeah. I'm not sure. They kind of, they seem to be not the same. Right. 
Anyway, so that's confusing, but they, they go together to the Norwegian camp, and when they get there, they realize that everything is burned and frozen, mm-hmm. and just, it looks like it's empty. a disarray there. Yeah. They find dead bodies, you know, and they find paperwork, but it's all in Norwegian. Norwegian. Is that is what? that the language? Yeah, it is. We don't want to sound like Mac, who kept calling, calling them, them Swedes, Swedes, and they kept correcting him like they're Norwegian. <laughs> they're not Swedes. Which I thought was kind of funny. It added a little bit of a... Some humor. A little humor. Very Any, little humor in this yeah. movie. So, so they, they take this paperwork. The doctor's like, I'm going to take it because you never know if it's it's valuable. They take um, some tapes that yeah, they but found. They, but then they also find mm-hmm. like this big block of ice that's been cut out. Yeah. And it's it looks like they cut something out of that block itself. And then what they find, they bring back this alien man hybrid thing Mm -hmm. because they can't figure out what the hell it is right so one of the doctors i don't know which one decides to do perform an autopsy on this alien man hybrid and he starts cutting it apart but he starts realizing that there's regular human organs in it but at the same time it doesn't look human right well because it like the face is all like contorted mm-hmm. and ugh. yeah, it just looks bad. <laughs> in the meantime, the this dog, the one that they brought in, mm-hmm. is just walking around the base until one of them is like, "Go put this dog with the other ones." Right. So Clark, which is like I said, I think he's the husky keeper. Mm-hmm. He takes the the poor husky down, but. Let, I have to say that before that happens, that dog is roaming around. And, and it stopped in somebody's room. But we don't know whose room. No, we don't. We can only see that person's shadow reflected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, from what I've read, there's a lot of speculation as to who that was. Oh, so we never do, that's we, true. Never we never really find do out. know. But mm-hmm. one of the, the most like votes, I guess, as to who it was, because I, I used to think it was Clark. The mm-hmm. dog guy. But it's not. It's not Mm-mm. his silhouette. Yeah. A lot of people say that it's Palmer, the rebel guy. It kind of had the shadow of Palmer or this... That's the thing. I just don't remember who they are. Or another guy with like a beard and glasses. Like oh, it looked like they were wearing that's, glasses. That's Fuchs. Maybe him too. That's who I honestly thought it was first. But it may have been Palmer because remember he ends up... Yep. Being yep. the thing. One of the things. <laughs> right. So maybe he transferred it then. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. And we don't know. But there's a lot of fan speculation oh, cool. about this movie that I read. I watched a couple of videos. I'll share some of those later on. Oh, cool. Um, as it comes up. But yeah, so that's one of the, like, the fan thing is, it's Palmer, for sure. They're for, they're okay. dead on me. I, I have, by reason of deduction, yeah, it could have been him. Interesting. I, I'd have to agree that it probably is. Yeah. So now we see that dog is put into the pen where the other dogs are. And this is where shit hits the fan. Yeah. The other huskies start reacting to this dog. The minute he walks, the minute he walks in. in. I know. And they all sounded so sad. Yeah. (laughs) They all start to whimper because they They immediately know that this is not one of them. Yeah. And then the, I called him the stranger dog. He start or she starts transforming. And with that transformation comes a funky noise. That rattlesnake, oh, yeah. weird, insecty kind of sound. 
alien sound. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's listen to that. Okay. You can hear the mayhem of the dogs. Mm-hmm. But then you hear that. Yeah. That, that That's hissing. exactly what it sounds like, like a, a rattlesnake. Yeah. It's like a bunch of rattlesnakes or insects all together. Ugh. It's, yeah. It's unsettling a bit, that mm-hmm. sound. Yeah, it is. And you hear it throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. When it's around. Mm-hmm. Or the thing is out and about. Anyway, so the the thing comes out. You know, it's all this distorted bloody mess it attacks the dogs Mm -hmm. and then it's make they actually do make enough noise that at least clark does come back right but then everybody comes down and they're like get the flamethrower right which is another big thing i always remembered about this movie was a flamethrower i don't know why because it's such an odd weapon but it makes sense because this movie i mean that's the only thing that kind of works is the fire yeah and so they're all there freaking out like what the hu- and you know what made me so sad is that you can see this one that dog one trying dog, to get out. He's literally ripping up the chain, the chain link, link and making a hole in it to get out. I it's, know. it's great acting for that dog. I know, but oh it my made god, me feel so sad. It, it does. Two of them do get out, mm-hmm. and the rest do die. I mean, I don't remember the total yeah. amount of dogs that were in there, but two do get out. The camp is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, they're freaking out. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't you? Like, what? I mean, it's an alien. <laughs> what is that? So they, you know, they... They torch it. They torch it. Yeah. And then they take this thing to go autopsy it. hmm And when you look at it, it's like half dog, dog. half something. Doesn't some of it escape into the fire escape? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, into it, the vent I think system. It, it, into the vet, vet. Like some of it escaped. Because it seems to like divide itself. Anyway, yes, it does seem to divide itself to like go conquer some other creature, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. So they realize that it imitates the organism. Right. The doctor realizes this, I think. He kind of puts two and two together. And at that point, Doc turns to Clark, who's the dog guy, and says, how long were you alone with the dog? Because he's already suspicious that Clark might be infected. Right. They decide to watch those Norwegian tapes that they found. Mm-hmm. And and I got a little <clears throat> thing here that I found. I don't know how true it is. Oh, yeah. I found this, too. You, too? Yeah. Apparently, John Carpenter was one of the Norwegians in yeah, the video. That's what I read, That they too. found in that thing. But yeah. I don't know if it's true, but I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. I had read it. I read it multiple times when I was looking it up. But okay. you'd have to, one, know what he looks like and... Apparently, it's so fast that you would never basically know. miss it. Yeah. They noticed in the film or in the VHS that they're at a specific site for a very long time. So, of course, what do they decide to do? Go back and look look again. They go to literally pinpoint where they were mm-hmm. to, to see what they were so intrigued by. Right. And guess what it is? A spaceship. <laughs> Can you imagine finding that? Yeah. That's been buried in the snow forever. That must be really creepy. (laughs) At this point, one of the team members that went says, judging by the ice and the height and whatever else goes into (laughs) that, um, it looks like it's been there for over 100,000 years. 
How do they come up with these numbers? I've never understood this. I think it has to do with the ice and how it melts and stuff that's in the ice. I don't know. I'm glad they know and can figure this stuff out. I would out. think that that was probably the geologist that went with them. Probably. Um, who is... Vance is the, is the geologist, so... We're back at the camp and now the doc... I don't remember which one, okay? Because I didn't write it down. Because I was confused. <laughs> He's running some analysis on the computer, mm-hmm. which is so old looking. Yep. Amazing, right? Yeah, it is so antiquated, the computer system. But you're actually seeing like little shapes mm-hmm. consuming other shapes. Right. It almost Imitating. looks like a video game. Yeah, it's he's running like, it looks like cells taking over the cell. And the, the data comes up saying that there's a 75% probability, probability, wow, that was hard to mm-hmm. say, that the crew is infected by this imitating alien thing. And we also find out that if this organism reaches civilized areas, the entire world's population would be infected in 27,000 hours, which equates to 1,100 and something days. So pretty much, what, four or five years, the entire planet will be infected. That sucks. Yeah. Okay. So the doctor that was looking at this is Blair. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying Mm -hmm. that. We go to now that they're stashing the alien bodies, the thing, in a storage room. And one of them moves and nobody notices. Right. No one realizes. And this one is the one, this one that's moving is now, I don't know what to call it, assimilating, absorbing Bennings. Assimilating, yeah. Bennings. And he runs out. He runs out to the snow. Yep. And he's starting to transform. And this is one of, to me, one of oh, the most iconic Oh, now I remember this. Okay. In this movie, plus the sound that he makes. Mm-hmm. Let's hear that. Okay. So is that noise coming out of Bennings? That's coming out of Bennings. Ah. That sound is chilling to yeah. me. It, it, when I heard it now, it gave me goosey bumps. Mm. And oh. he he hadn't finished transforming yet, mm-hmm. so they they caught him like in the in transformation. Yeah, still. like his arms have turned into this insect-like creature-like mm-hmm. claws. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, me either. But you know, at that point, they have to decide. They The whole crew is surrounding him because Madness and mayhem has just broken out in the camp itself. Yeah. And unfortunately, he gets torched. Or fortunately, because that was the only way to do it. Because they're like, it's not him. It's not him. That's not Benning. Yeah. And yeah. And then Dr. Blair goes insane. He like, he kills the two remaining dogs. Yeah. He destroys the radio. He destroys everything. the rest of the bodies too. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes and he goes nuts. Yeah, and they decide to store him, store him, like lock him up in like a shed Mm -hmm. or like a workspace. I, by mistake, only because I think it's funny, I put that they, um, hold on, let me, they lock Blair up in the toolbox. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Maybe like a tool shed, like some kind of shed because he has lost his mind. But we also have Blair warn Mac to Mm -hmm. watch Clark. Yes. Yeah. He did. And in when all this madness is going on, they discover that the helicopter has been wrecked. 
Yes, because he also did that. He did Mm -hmm. that. He destroyed all their communication devices. Mm -hmm. He went batshit crazy. Yep. Because he realizes that if this gets out, the world is screwed. Right, because he was doing all that analysis and Mm -hmm. boom, there it went. So things are about to get crazy. Maybe we should take a break. Yes. We'll be right back. All righty. Okay, we're back to the insanity in Antarctica. And it's going to get really crazy now. Yes. They come up with some kind of blood test that they can try to do to test if they are or have the thing. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with like this reserve of blood that they had That's right. for transfusions. But when they go open it, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Like the bags are empty. And of course, it, now th- the paranoia has already started. Right. Because they're like, oh, well, you have the key. And no, I have the key. And we don't right. trust you. And this is when it they start to kind of turn on each other. Right. And it's escalating that paranoia. It's at this point that Gary, who is the guy who's dressed up in kind of well he's like their leader he's their leader Mm -hmm. and he's one of the ones who had the keys and i think at this point his his leadership is put into question and now he's no longer in charge and mac is in charge right even though really he was in charge anyway yeah like i said from the beginning he's like yeah he was leading the charge from the get-go yeah they show i have to put this in because it's so old that they show mac uh making a tape recording of i guess what's the event mm-hmm. but it's just so funny to see that a cassette tape a cassette nowadays one of those little portable cassette i had one of those i think i did too but nowadays obviously it would be your cell phone a computer obviously because this is what we're doing now mm-hmm. i just wanted to throw that in for something nostalgic yeah fuchs goes missing now the guy i don't know who he is he's the one with the beards and the little glasses is he the geologist? No, no, geologist is Vance. He had kind of like reddish hair. <laughs> anyway, they go looking for him. They go check on Blair, who's in that shed thing. Not mm-hmm. the toolbox, but the shed thing. Right. Um, you know, he's still alive. And I don't know if you noticed, but when they checked in on him, he had a noose. Yes, he had okay. a noose hanging in there. He had a noose hanging. Yeah. It, was, it was like right there between, in the shot, between whoever was checking. I think it was Mac checking on him, the noose, and then... Blair. Right. So, obviously, this man has lost his mind completely. They eventually find Fuchs dead, and now they go into this mode of shuttering the doors from the inside. Mm Mm-hmm. And now the group thinks that Mac is the thing. (laughs) Yes, because somebody, I don't remember who it was, found his shirt torn up outside. So, they all turn on him. They all turn on him. And this is where the paranoia is leading. Right. Um, so while they're doing all that whole boarding everything up, this is where Vance, who's the geologist, gets attacked or assimilated. And he's, but they don't, he starts having like a, a heart attack. They think he's that because they mentioned that he had heart issues at some point. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Um, Copper, Copper is the one who then rolls him into the medic area and starts getting one of the, what are those things called? I can never say it right. De, de, oh, a defibrillator? There you go. Right. He starts getting it ready, and that's when he, like, puts it on his chest, and his chest caves in and clamps his, his hands, and his, his hands get chopped off. Oh, his whole arm, the two arms. Yeah. Because it goes all the way up, exactly, like, past he, his bicep. He literally sinks into the guy's 
cavity. So obviously he is the thing. Yes. They all thought wrong. Yes. And this is where like his head separates. Yeah. Now this whole disgusting thing happens where, yeah, his head separate and you see it happening. And these. It, it, and it grows into like a spider. Yeah, with a human head and the head's yeah. upside down. It's just so crazy. Yeah, it's disgusting. And but that was one scene I never forgot. Really? Out of you know, I told you I've only seen it once and maybe pieces here and there, but that and the dog. The mm-hmm. dog and that I never forgot in the flamethrower. <laughs> Obviously. Never forgot those three things because they were so impactful and I, I just related to Wow. This movie. Because it's, it's one, it's creepy, it's gory, it's disgusting, it's unique Mm -hmm. at the time, you know. So it was, it was good. They burn him, and now Mac just wants everybody tied up, and he's gonna, he came up with a new test. Mm -hmm. This is something else I remembered, too. So yeah, I guess I remembered a lot. Significant pieces of the movie. He basically... Everybody draws blood from, like, their thumb. They put it in a Petri dish mm-hmm. with their names. And he is applying, what, like, electricity yeah, to he it? Yeah, he heats up, like, he heats up a, a, a wire coil. Yeah. And to the see point, the reaction. Exactly. And he'll put it into, so it's this anticipation. It's building. It is. It, this is the height of the paranoia mm-hmm. and the claustrophobia of, of the movie is who is it going to be? Right. Because one by one, he's testing the blood to see yeah. whose blood reacts, and then they're, therefore they react physically. Right. right. And instead of just like, just do it, man. Just put put the wire in the and in get the it blood, over. With. He's just taking a sweet ass time. And the first one that goes that that he does is Windows. Mm-hmm. Windows is the first one, and then he he's like, you mean uh, Mac did it to Windows? Yes, Mac did it to Windows. He did him in. <laughs> he did him in. <laughs> So he unties him from the rest of the group and mm-hmm. and he's standing next to him. And the next one is Gary, the guy who used to be in charge mm-hmm. of the... Is, oh, you no, remember all this? No, it's not Gary. I'm sorry. It's Palmer. Palmer. Okay. Not Gary. Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who's the, the mm-hmm. hippie kind of vest wearing guy. He is the next one. And guess what happens? He's the one that's carrying the thing. Right. Which is why I think he was the one... That the dogs went into his room. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, so he reacts. And then what's fun, there's only one moment here that's kind of funny. And it's that the guy, Gary, who used to be the leader, is like, untie me from this. I know, he starts freaking, freaking out. out. Just like totally yeah. freaking out. But they freak out because it's it's Palmer. And then he, you know, he Palmer attacks Windows. Now they're both dead because they kill Palmer. And then they kill Windows because what if now he has the thing? So now they're both dead. Right. And that, at the end, no one else in the room has it. Right. Right, at this moment. Mm-hmm. But they now need to go test Blair. Right. The crazy dog at mm-hmm. the... The one box. who's in his own little shed. Right. So they go in and look for him. And when they go in there, he's missing. Right. And then they find, like, what is it? Like a trap door? Something like that, yeah. Under the shed that leads to this underground mm-hmm. cavern. Yep. Frozen cavern. Mm-hmm. And what they find is that he is building a spaceship. So clearly he is infected. Has it? But that's the thing. Is that what, what it is that he was building it? Was it there? How long have they been there? Um, I think they've been there. This has been going on for a couple of days. Now, if he is this alien, let's assume 
that this alien is far superior to us in the sense that it could put together a spaceship to get here. We mm-hmm. have yet to even get past, what, Mars on a spaceship. So let's assume that that alien has taken over mm-hmm. and has the ability to get this done quickly. I don't know. I'm just going to assume. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I This part was like, eh, did he build? How This has been happening for two days. Right. For a it's day. About two, it's about two how to three days. How can he build? Days. That doesn't make sense. I know. There is there is that whole, but I'm going to go with the whole aliens can do shit faster than us. Fine. That's true. The point is, though, that he's still missing. Yeah. And now the generator goes out and there's no light. Right. And Mac just wants to blow everything up. Right. And he figures that if the thing freezes before the to freeze the thing before the rescue team, which will eventually get there, because if there's no answer on the radio, they're going to get concerned and come out and see what happened. So he knows that's going to happen. So he figures We'll get it out. We'll we'll burn the whole place down, and the thing is not going to have any other choice but to burn to die, right? Or freeze. Sorry, not to free, not to die. Yeah. So mayhem ensues, and this is basically what I wrote down yeah. because it becomes very fast. Yeah, at this and point. I think how many characters are left right now? Because Clark is dead. Um, I think five. Right of fourteen of them. Right. So right. Mac. Gary and Nalls start burning everything. Then they go to the basement area of the camp Mm -hmm. and they plant dynamite. Right. At some point, Blair shows back up and now he gets Gary, Mm -hmm. which was the leader. Right. The old leader. Yeah. I just don't remember what happened to Nalls. Um, Oh, he goes looking because he hears the the noise with um, Gary... Uh, Blair assimilating Gary, and then he gets taken down, too. Poor guy. Yeah. The whole... Mac blows up the whole camp. Entire. Boom. Out. Out the window. At this point, Childs was missing, Mm -hmm. but then he shows back up. Right. And and Mac is like, where have you been? Right. And Childs claims that he went looking for Blair. Right. Or he thought he saw him, so he went looking for him on his own. So it's only them, too. Right. And at this point, you see Mac... With a bottle of, I think it's scotch mm-hmm. or whatever, and he pours himself a glass and he gives some also to to um, child. Childs, and it's basically like we're sitting and waiting and see what yeah, happens. Let's see what happens. But for now, they're actually warm because it's there's fire, right? But eventually, it's going to go out, and they said it's like I don't know how much below that mm-hmm. it's going to turn into, right? And that's where the movie ends. With them just staring at each other. And, and laughing. And just... They kind of laugh. There's a little smile that Mac has on his face. And mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna go in, into what some of the fans are saying about this specific scene. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things. Is that Mac actually gave Childs a glass of gasoline. Oh, ew. And that because he's an alien, he wouldn't know the difference. Okay, but how does Mac know that? I don't know. These okay. are fan theories. Okay. Okay. Now, also, Childs apparently had an earring on. Now, supposedly, this thing cannot, and your microphone almost oh fell again. God. What is what wrong is with you? What is up with us? Anyway, okay. this thing can only absorb or assimilate organic things. Okay. And because <laughs> Childs is wearing an earring, he cannot, this shows that he's not one of them. Okay. A thing. Mm-hmm. So that's another one. 
Um, there's all right. also another theory that when the thing is in you, there's a certain light in your eye. I did read over that and I was kind of confused by that. So I didn't put it in. Yeah. So there's okay. a lot of really neat um, Fan theories, theories out yes, there. on this ending scene. So I just wanted to throw that out there because it's pretty interesting how people see mm. more or see things that most of us might miss or, yeah. you know, but it's cool. I, I That's what I, I think I like about this. I don't think they survive. I hope not. <laughs> but it does leave it open-ended. You, what do you mean you hope not? I hope that they don't survive. Why? Because if they do, they're going to get rescued. True. And but... what if one of them is it? True. Considering that they did the alternate ending with Mac surviving. Mm-hmm. But he survived and he didn't have the thing. Right. But what if something else escaped? True. But I just don't think they survived because they just don't. It's it's impossible. Well, because of the weather? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Right. But what if one of them had the thing in it? Well, then it would survive. Right. But frozen until it's rediscovered right. by the rescue team. Right. So we could make up a... T- bunch of ton of endings and scenarios and again i think that makes this specific ending awesome i agree because you can make it whatever you want so i want to point out something and i said it when we were watching the movie and that is when the movie started and it showed antarctica and all this white space Mm -hmm. and i said this is one of those situations where (laughs) i would yeah it, it it's like open water right you're stuck in the middle of the ocean you're not going to get out of it. If you're stuck in space, you're dying. And if you're stuck in Antarctica, you're fucking dying. Like, these are three scenarios that you will not see me in. Open water, I hope, uh, <laughs> Antarctica, or going into space. I know this whole thing of now people going into space, I think at some point, right now it's very expensive for any civilian to go into space. Mm -hmm. But I think at some point it's going to be more attainable for people. Mm -hmm. I would not volunteer myself to go into space. And I agree with you. Of of those three scenarios, Mm -hmm. the one that I know, at least I think, you will never, there is no chance of surviving is space. Yeah, no, I'm good. Antarctica, there's always a possibility of something. I guess. I'm just saying, there's always a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, open water, okay, yes, everything's against you just like Antarctica, but there's always hope. There is up, a boat, or maybe you do eventually hit land. I don't right. know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But up there, if no. something fails, there's no air, man. You're yeah, dead. You're dead. And then the radiation will kill you if that doesn't kill you. Or... That's if you even make it past the atmosphere. There's always that chance. That's and right. And then coming back down. Yeah. So, you know, I'm good, thanks. And all everybody's so excited about this space shit, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not... It can stay out there. I'm not into wanting to go out into outer space. I'm no. sure that it looks beautiful and amazing, but... I'm sure. I, I will pass on that deal. Me too. And you and your dad were talking about this at the beginning of the movie, too. About being out there and the chances, mm-hmm. but, you know... But I think he would go into space. Oh, yes, he would. Right. He, he said he would do that. Yeah, I'm good. So. I'll keep looking at pictures. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the thing. Sound and movie. We've been talking about it throughout the whole time. As I mentioned, the, I already talked about the theme, but I want to add to it where it kind of has a Halloween sound. But it has like a heartbeat sound mm-hmm. to it. I don't know why, but that's what I think of when I hear the dun-dun. 
dun, dun. And time running out. Because really, time is running out for them. Yeah. It has like an ominous feel. It does have a paranoia feel. It just adds to this, what I'm saying, the paranoia, the claustrophobia, the you're out in the middle of absolutely nowhere in the freezing cold. Mm-hmm. You want to hear it? Yeah. Let's okay. hear it. And it has an alien sound to it, too, mm-hmm. at the end. Kind of like computer sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi sound. I think that's the better When that other part word. of the music comes in, that's mm-hmm. when it turns into what you're... Like a sci-fi yeah. situation, so... And I do think that this tr- this track is iconic with this movie. Yeah. Like, you can hear this and you'll know... It's the thing. It's the thing. <laughs> Agree. So, bravo on, on sound as usual. Best scene. What's your favorite scene? Oh boy. Okay. It's it's the same as yours. Okay, so then let me say mine. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. My favorite has always it was back then and it is now again. It's when Mac is testing everybody's blood mm-hmm. because it's just the perfect combination of the theme of the movie, which is the paranoia, the claustrophobia, the people turning on each other, the tension, the middle of nowhere again. <laughs> It's just so well done. And then, of course, like what I said when we were talking about it, where he's just like, let me not just dip it in really quick. He's just like slowly because they're also scared. Yeah. Like they don't know what's going to happen. Right. Because they don't know that when they test like Palmer's blood, it just goes. Pew! And then he goes. And then, pew, right, and then he just transforms into the thing. Yeah. So, OK, I guess we both agree. We do. But I have to say that a good runner up for me in this movie is when. The, the to me the most iconic shot here that I when I think of the thing this one is the first thing that pops up into my mind is when Bennings is assimilating in the snow and he has that weird sound that we play and you see his arms opening up and they're really claws cool and and his mouth just stretching in a weird out of proportion way yeah so that part that one is kind of a runner up for first place but okay. that scene with the blood testing is probably the most intense in the entire movie for me my my runner-up would be the dog because that's always been an iconic yeah. scene for me and that's I can when shit that. hits the fan anyway so yeah, yeah. cool I'm laughing at this because I just read your answer. Best character. I guess we both agree. Yes, we we do. And and my 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 my, my okay. So the best character for me is Mac. And your response? And my response was, why does that not surprise me? But yeah, same for me, Mac. Very good. <laughs> best unlikable character. I put the thing itself. Yep, me too. Because honestly, like there was nobody I didn't dislike i think everybody was fine and everybody just reacted to the situation right there wasn't like the guy like an asshole right right so the thing itself was the best unlikable character here because it totally destroyed everything agreed yeah all right what character would you be for you mother i actually chose that you would be mac because i just think you're a natural born leader so (laughs) you would just be the one taking over the leader, because that Gary guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> well, he had no leadership. I will take that as a compliment. Anytime. Oh, so thank you. Go. For you. I put you as Clark. Oh, the dog? Yes, because you have this <laughs> bleeding heart. All you kept talking about, and I do it too, but you are like, oh, the poor dog. Oh, my God. Oh, my 
My excessive so, bleeding if heart. If you were anybody there, you would be the dog handler. Probably. <laughs> you and know? then get killed. And then you would ultimately get your ass killed. That sucks. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take it, though. At least I have the heart of the... Yeah. The... You know, liking animals. <laughs> does it hold up? Yes. I put yes yep. to. It does. It does. Okay. And now for the seven rules. Rule number one, don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs in the basement or the attic. Rule number five, why are you going in there? If it says don't enter. No trespassing. Looks creepy. Yeah. Burn down. <laughs> rule number sh- rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. And rule number seven, no Ouija board. So I put one and you put one. I'm glad you caught it. Mm-hmm. I Actually, there's another one kind of. I put they split up yep. a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's understandable why, but they still split up mm-hmm. a bunch of times. And you put? That they did not make sure the bad guy, a.k.a. the thing, was dead. True. They should have burned those bodies immediately. From the get-go. Yeah. Not, oh, let's put them in storage. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, burn that shit. Exactly. <laughs> So what did you what did can, you think of? I can also I guess you can also argue why are you going in there? Like why did they go to the Norwegian camp? But at the same time the dog was already at their camp. Yeah. So it doesn't it didn't really alter anything. If anything, they gained at least some, some kind knowledge. of information. Yeah. So I think those are the two rules that they broke. That they broke. All right. And scream award. How many times does Erica scream in a movie? I put one out of five. I think I only just kind of jumped once i didn't have any i didn't see you yeah anything and it's that's not because one of those of, yeah it's not that kind of movie it's not so that's fine yep we rented this movie on amazon and you can also rent this on apple tv youtube and voodoo i really enjoyed revisiting this classic me too i'm I'm excited about this month i wasn't at first because i like i always tell you creatures and aliens meh but I'm into it. I'm excited. Good. So I'm glad we started off with a good one. I agree. Stay tuned for more Close Encounter Month. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. And we also have a website, horrorcafepodcast.com. Please comment, like, subscribe, send us emails. We'd love to hear from you. We love feedback and fan mail. I get really excited when I get an email from our followers. And please send us emails because we really read them and we do reply. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll really help us out. You can leave the star review. And if you can leave a comment, that would be great too. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. And until next time, stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 